0: From citizen to candidate, Natalie Carter. When I met Natalie Carter at an event and read her website, it was immediately obvious why I took an interest in her candidacy.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
0: For the humble independent school district school board, her moniker is from citizen to candidate. And that is what is all. That is what it's all about. Natalie has a bachelor's and master's in the nursing field. She is a wife, a mother, and and involved, and it's involved in her community. She decided to take off from pers- her personal career to take care, to focus on family and community. Those who follow politics done right know that we believe that government is really. We the people and not the caricature too many attempt to attribute to our government. First of all, Natalie, thank you so kindly for being a part of Politics Done Right and being here with us. How are you doing today, my friend? You know,
2: I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Was, well, like my first radio interview. So
0: well, I'm you know, so I'm excited. excited to have you here because thank I always you. talk about, you know, um, people have to get involved. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because... Folks that are doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. many times are the ones who decide to get involved in politics. Those people that are banning books, those people that are trying to control the lives of people in school and diminish their education with fallacies like you're teaching CRT and all this this kind of crap. So when I saw your candidacy for a board where people like to sometimes raise false hell, Mm -hmm. I said you are one whose voice needed to be heard. So tell me a little bit about yourself, first of all.
2: Well, thank you for that cool introduction. I'm super excited. So my name is Natalie Carter. I am a mother of three students that attend Humble ISD. Um, I am a nurse practitioner that I, and you're, thank you for just conveying that message that I did take a break to focus on my family and my community. Um, I noticed, you know, the more that I became involved in the kids' schooling and their activities, the better they did. Mm-hmm. Not only their them, but their friends, mm-hmm. right? So I have, I'm missing a field trip this Saturday, because I'm, right. I'm focusing on our candidacy so we could win. So the kids are like, Oh, Miss Carter, you're not coming. And I'm like, no, but next time it's okay. We're, it'll be fine. But I noticed that that started happening, mm-hmm. right? They were excited to see me at the schools. And so the kids were just starting to do better. And so after, you know, you know, thoughts and prayers. And, you know, we decided to take my, um, expertise and my abilities from being a room parent to a PTO president to the next level. And so that's where I am. I'm running for humble ISD school board, um, for position seven to be exact.
0: Well, uh, what do you intend to bring to that position? I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, everybody always want to talk about a congressional, the national congressional race and the senatorial race and all these other things, not realizing that they actually have direct input in how their local schools are going to operate and how these other entities that directly control them are going to operate. How are you going to convey that message to these people, especially to a to a section within umble that rarely that rarely votes?
2: Right. I think it's just about getting the message how important this mm-hmm. is. I always, especially during being a candidate now, just learning the importance of local elections. Mm-hmm. I, I, everyone gets distracted by these national races and the national elections, but what impacts your everyday life is your local elections. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, our children. We're making like board trustees for any independent school district. They make Like educational decisions that will impact your child's life, Mm -hmm. literally. Right. And impacts the community and the civics of the community. So it's extremely important that if you have any concerns or disagreements with the current uh, your current school climate or the way that things are going on in your child's school or the community as a whole, it's really important to focus in on those local governments and those local entities and see. How you can impact them
0: you know what is interesting is that we hear we see a lot of the shenanigans you know i mean mm-hmm. right there at the humble eyes they have been in protest when they attempted to do many different things that in this particular with this particular board and boards before and what we've noticed uh, often is that they get away with this because only the folks that are uh that in in a lot of ways i ha- uh, this may sound wrong and that's why i think it is so important that uh, for people to listen to what you said initially, I left, I put my profession on hold to take care of family and community. Yes, There are a lot of people who don't have to have a profession that they can use that time to push policies, not necessarily in the best interest of community, but in the best interest of a few and that's what's so attractive with your candidacy.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's just the nurse that's in me. always mm-hmm. want to nursing and loving and making sure that I'm not just providing this type of level of service to one individual, but to everybody that I serve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's critical, you know, especially just getting the more involved I got, the more I learned. And the more I wanted to impact that, mm-hmm. and education is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. So it's imp- it's important that we get involved. And I always tell my friends and my neighbors who aren't able to take off of work mm-hmm. that I'm like, don't worry, you focus on your kid, mm-hmm. or no, you work. As, uh, sorry, you focus, focus. You focus on work. I'll take care of the kids. I'll text right. you. I'll let you know. Right. It's okay. Trust me, I'm looking out for your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what it means. To it takes a village, right? right. I'm an active participant in that village. I will text the parent in a heartbeat, like, hey, this yeah, person's this is cutting wanna. up today. so, but yeah, and I I recognize that not everybody has that luxury, Mm -hmm. but I really want them to breast assured knowing that I'm sincerely looking out for their kid and their kid's future, even though that we might not be related. I literally am looking out for the almost 50,000 students in our district.
0: You know, I love to hear that because, and especially when you give people permission to not feel guilty Mm -hmm. about having to work, because like I said, I watch a lot of the activity in the, specifically in the humble school district for which you are running, where there are a lot of people, and I'm gonna, I'll I'll just say that don't have a damn thing to do during the day, and they use that to be ill informed, and in the the process of being ill, ill informed, have bad policy for students. Now tell me a little bit about, I don't, I haven't followed lately, but where is this book issue that is going around the country? Uh, how is that currently affecting Humble ISD? Above that and beyond, how is the issue about not teaching real history affecting folks in Humble ISD? Is this something that you'll ensure as a member of this board being elected that you will you know you'll make sure and have a voice? that they they do what's right
2: absolutely um one, I'm a person of integrity that is near and dear to my heart. I have the best intentions to make our district exceptional um, with regards to the book banning. Um, we see this as a national phenomenon now mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like a playbook that you have, especially mm-hmm. with some of the groups that are af- Affiliated or associated with this movement, Um, for me, I think it's impacting our district in a negative fashion. Um, It's a distraction as well as it's a tool of division. Right, it's dividing and distracting us in so many ways that are not constructive. Currently, our policy—the policy that the board of trustees have voted on—is in place and Mm -hmm. it's working. It is in line with TEA guidelines as well as the Texas Penal Code. Mm Anything else or any deviation from that policy or from the penal code would subject the district to potential sanctions as well as legal, legal challenges. And Mm -hmm. you don't want that. That could, that could cost the district millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, you don't want to carelessly go about removing books because each book is required to have a due process before Mm -hmm. they're removed. So again, the process is currently in place. It's working. I recognize that there's passion about this, this topic. Um, However, we have to do due process. If not, we're subjected to um, compromising the First Amendment right, where we're taking imp- taking away information that could compromise the child's education. And we have to do due process and our due diligence. So I think it's starting to set, like, I guess, I think the process is starting to just kind of settle down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've encouraged at a forum recently that, hey, you know what? If you don't like the language that's in the penal code, that's a legislative issue. Right the board trustees are required to uphold the law as it is written. Mm -hmm. Any deviation from that puts the district at severe liability. So I think that message is starting to sink in and hopefully we could kind of redirect and reunify our community from the distractions and divisions that this has caused with regards to teaching the with history in its entirety. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I recognize that any histories with regards to race or anything that um, makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us all feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Not just one group, all right, of us. It's not right. something that we enjoy You
0: know, it's so imp- I, 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 I want to, I, I think you need to stress that. You know, folks, it's like, it's make, it
1: makes... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. <coughs> Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
0: It it makes some kids feel uncomfortable, so we don't talk about it. Well, the whole thing, you know, I remember, uh, this a quick story. I remember when my daughter, my daughter went to school in Kingwood, and when she was going to elementary school, and they were learning about Christopher Columbus, Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, you know, she, she, we always used to speak. I, I teach my daughter real history. Mm-hmm. I don't depend on a school to teach my daughter history. Right. So I remember telling my daughter, uh, Christopher Columbus did not discover America. You can't discover something that was already there where people were there already. And I would tell her he discovered America for the Europeans who didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's, let's teach his history accurately. And I remember she she went to school and sh- the teacher said, Christopher Columbus discovered America. And she raised her hand and like, um, my dad said that it's not Christopher Columbus who discovered America. And then the teacher had to go into a protracted explanation, which I think should have been done in the first place. Right, right, right. But the, the thing about it is when we have parents involved in the education, I mean, if, if a white parent hears something that isn't accurate, just as much as if a black parent or a Latino parent or anybody hears something that isn't quite accurate. We want them in, we want our kids informed. History is something that prevents us from repeating bad mistakes.
2: Right. And it's uncomfortable. And the thing is, it's important when we do it with sensitivity. Right. right? Not intending to group shame. But that doesn't give permission to change that. That what happened of the past or, you know, use new words instead of calling slavery for what it was, which was slavery. Don't call it involuntary relocation. Mm-hmm. Just to, just, do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying?
0: Well, actually there's a book that I actually wanted to just call it a migration. Oh my goodness.
2: Um, and I think that does our, our students a disservice when we don't, we do not, um, Teach history in its entirety. It puts us at grave risk of one, not giving our, our our students total education that they deserve. Two, or two, yeah, we're we're not giving our students enough credit to be able to handle right. some of these difficult topics
0: and allowing them to come to their conclusions. And three, it's just not right. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? You talk about we're not giving our students enough credit. That is absolutely the case. I mean, the students many times are smarter than the parents in regards to how they deal with social issues, how they deal with humanity. Sometimes they think their parents are crazy for some of the ideas that came down from all the fold. And and now they're sitting down there saying, Ma, why? Or even my, I remember having a conversation with my nephew and, uh, you know, we were, I don't remember the issue we we're talking about because as a political activist, I'm always, you know, I believe in social justice, racial justice, all these things. So we were talking and he said, you know, you know, uh, you know, Tio, he said, uh, Tio, I'm going to tell you this stuff. Um, all of you guys are going to be dead, but we know what's going on already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I laughed, you know, because he's like, in, in other words, he was trying to tell me, you know, you guys can keep with all the old stuff that you want. You'll be dead, but we know what's going on. And the only fear that I have now is what some of the adults are trying to do with a particular sect of kids to try to put the same evil that that, you know, same evil that has permeated much of society then back into them. And the good thing that I'm seeing a lot of times with always said I love Gen Z's because mm-hmm. they are sure Showing people, nah, we are taking control.
2: Right. And you know what? And that's, th- they gave me hope. Um, our future definitely gives me hope. And that's why one of our, my hashtags is our future is strong. Our future is strong. However, I've recognized that some of the, I had to just take a step back and see why are we, is See, it appears that we're taking a step back and I know mm-hmm. it's rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. It's it's rooted in fear um, or guilt. Um and I just want to rest assured that, regardless, I'm still going to be a board trustee for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that don't agree with me, the ones that do agree with me, I'm right. um, the ones that you know may not like me for whatever reason. I'm going to still serve in this in the same capacity with integrity um, and trying to meet people where they are because I think that's important for us to just go beyond our differences and try to unify and get to as close as the middle mm-hmm. compromise as possible.
0: It, it's funny because that it, it is so much more pleasurable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, do you like to be running around the place upset and pissed off?
2: No, and th- that's what it is. It's like, man, it's just like when we're constantly fighting, we're distracted. Yeah. We're angry. It's, it's, it takes its toll on you. But it,
0: it, it, you know, it, it also serves a purpose. Again, her motto is from citizen to, to candidate. candidate. And right. I think that is so important because, mm-hmm. again, we preach here all of the times that we, the people, I mean, it's not. Anytime you hear somebody say, the government does this or the government is no good and all of that. It, it is almost looking in the mirror and saying, I am a failure because government is supposed to be we the people. And when I see somebody uh, like Natalie Carter running and saying, I'll be a part of the government in Governing your schools and doing what's right, I cannot help but get excited and realize we're coming to where we're supposed to be and should have been. Natalie, you have to say.
2: Yeah, I think it's important that you just uh, take that step, right? I, I, I'm not a politician by
0: any means. Wait, right? let me let me let me stop there. I want to stop you there, okay? You are a politician, Natalie. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh boy, Natalie. <laughs> let me let
0: me tell you something. I want I want to be governed by politicians. You know, it is, it is a nice thing to say, oh, I'm not a politician. I don't want to be governed by a businessmen. A businessman doesn't know the humanity necessary to be a politician to cover all social issues. They look for profit. They look for, and I have no problem with profit, but at the same token, when we're talking about social issues, I want,
2: I- Oh, so I say you're saying a politician from understanding the policy standpoint. Of the, course. And, and the governance and the policy. Remember,
0: yes. we have yes. redefined, we've de- redefined government. We've de- redefined politician like it's a bad thing. A right. politician is an, a real politician is an honorable thing. Miss Carter, what you're doing as a politician, as a, wait, as a, as a, Citizen turned politician is an honorable thing.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you're okay. right. Because it's, it's been stigmatized. Thank you for helping yes. me clarify that. So it's not a bad thing. No. Because you want somebody that has competence and, and that has the ability to actually interpret policy accordingly. Absolutely. As well as accordingly. So yeah, I, and so, but this is my first time like actually taking a step in and asking for support right. and, as well as getting the votes out. So it's been a very interesting process. It's been humbling. Our, our campaign is gaining momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, initially at first, I was kind of viewed as like, the who is this? Oh, it's really cute that this PTO president wants to come and, you know, run for office. right? But now I think we've, you know, made significant progress and people are taking our campaign quite
0: seriously. Well, and I think it's important. Like I said, I want somebody who has kids, not necessarily who, not necessarily that you have to have kids to serve, but you know, you've been in every aspect of mm-hmm. helping people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that schools as a nurse, you know that schools, uh, oh, please talk directly in the mic when you're talking. Oh, right. Cause, I, and I make the mistake myself. Don't yes. worry. Uh, you know, you know that, um, school needs nurses. Right. You know that, you know, all these things. Right. That's needed there. Right. You are. In, in I don't know how to say it in English, but so we will say, está sumamente calificada. That means you are all... Uh, qualified?
2: Are, overly qualified?
0: Qualified? No, not overly qualified. <laughs> I don't want to say... Nobody wants to say they're overly qualified. You could never be overly qualified for a job dealing with the people.
2: Right. Thank you.
0: You know? Right. So yes, you are very qualified. You have your master's. You have your bachelor's. You got everything. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to serve. It's, it's more so just the commitment to serve. Yes. Um, that's, I'm, oh, I will always be a nurse. Yeah. Literally, when I was campaigning, a kid got hit by a car. Right. And I'm like, oh, I had my nursing bag in my car. And I'm like, right. sorry, y'all. I got to go. And we had to help this young man out. And thankfully, we were able to. But um, yeah, I think that's always going to be a part of me. It's definitely going to be that, that it's never going to die in me as as I further along my, my path.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to serve. Well, I, I'm excited. You know, like I said, from the time that I met you and then I went to your website and I said, you know, these are the kind of folk that we need to have on school boards. I know many, well, I know all of our current school board members. Uh, you will be an asset uh, onto, onto that board and you will bring the necessary um I don't want to say diversity because diversity of thought. No, No, no. it's diversity of thought for sure. A lot more than uh, with your with just your presence alone and what you bring, it would be so different than what's there right now, and would be so much more beneficial to the students at whether it's at humble high. Kingwood High. What's the other one? Summer, uh, Summer, Summer Creek. Summer, Summer Creek. Atascasita, Atascasita, the Ice Gonzo. All these, mm-hmm. all these schools. There needs to be a change of what the board has been.
2: I just want to just let people know that you could just visit my website at carterfrumbleisd. if they want more information about my platform. I am a very independent thinker, and I am not anyone's parrot by any means. So I tend yeah, to do. Which what office are you running for? I am running for Humble ISD board trustee position seven.
1: So um, about this, uh, you're in Houston. So what is your status on the state taking over the Houston Independent School District, even though the school district got its stuff together?
0: before the governor decided to say, we're going to take it over anyway.
2: I think it's a very unfortunate circumstance. I think that, um, in fact, they were turning things around significantly and they were making great strides. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate how they went in. I think it's definitely politicized. However, I did want to take the opportunity to invite any of those um, our Houston ISD teachers who are looking for a new job, a new place to come and call themselves home and lend their talents to amazing students. Come on over to Humble ISD. We're looking for amazing teachers to come and we can support you as well as your support Support staff, come on over. We have plenty of positions open and ready to take you on. I've been hearing a lot of this stuff and about uh, that if you teach kids history, the true history and everything, it's going to make them feel uncomfortable, and we can't worry about making kids feel uncomfortable. I think that's probably where we're, where we're where like we're we're not having. I think that's probably why they're probably under trying to or maybe conflicted by what they're learning at home versus what they're learning at school. And so that's definitely one of my um, key elements is community engagement to so where we could all meet and, and just kind of just become partners in their child's education. And I think it's critical that it's not only, um, you know, the teachers, but also the parents to become involved and just kind of have a united front with regard to, you know, educating and bringing forth the best possible students who will ultimately lead our future. And so I'm, I'm very passionate about that. Thank you for that perspective.
0: I have one other subject to cover, but before that, what I want to give uh, give Natalie the opportunity to do is tell us a little bit about, give us a little closer as far as uh, what, what you intend to do, how is your campaign going, and also how people can reach you to learn about your, your candidacy.
2: Right. And so again, three of my major platform issues that are near and dear to my heart include community engagement. I'm passionate about that. Getting our parents involved, getting them in the schools, as well as just forming a Bridge between um, you know just aspects and elements of our community that seem to be divided by various things, as well as school safety. Um, I really want to for- focus on fortifying the schools without necessarily removing the sanctity of school as a whole. But I really do want to focus on mental health mm-hmm. the mental health of our students. Um, our pandemic and other cataclysmic events that have happened in our district is you know done a number of their mental health. So my goal is to disrupt the pathway to violence. So where we no longer have to have these active shooter trainings or have to have these unfortunate, um, you know, stories or hear of any, you know, terrible shootings that might go on. Um, and the thirdly is definitely teacher recruitment um, and retention. And not only teachers, but let me say this, the educational support staff, meaning the custodians, bus drivers, cafeteria workers, focusing on recruiting and retaining the best will definitely bring our school district to where it needs to be.
0: Natalie Carter, uh, I, I wish you luck in, in the race. As a host, I can't take positions, but I'm telling you, you're, you're one impressive candidate. Thank you. And I really, I, I, I really hope that folks uh, see the light because what has been dearly missing from the humble ISD in many, many instances is not only a thinker, but somebody who understands community and somebody who understands people and um, you bring the entire full picture.